Welcome to Fired Up Podcast. I'm Andrew Hopple. And I'm Cameron Hewitt. Hey, can, wait, no, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have a funny story to tell you. Here at the Fired Up Podcast, everybody, we are a fitness-based podcast, but Cam and I talk about a number of different things. So whether you're here for your millionth episode, or you're just starting out, thanks for being a part of the podcast. This is episode 79. Ooh, yeah, dude. The Blueprint. The Blueprint. Hey, I got I to gotta tell you this. I can't believe I didn't tell you this in our past. Just so you all know, Adrian and I have been, quote unquote, warming up our vocal cords and our brains for 40 minutes. <laughs> That's the amount of effort we put into this. Um, no, but so I was going to say, um, I had a dream last night that you were in. And <laughs> so you and I, we decided to take an Orange Theory class. And we went to the OTF Schomburg and it was the most surreal thing ever. I had this like grand welcoming where like it seemed <laughs> Dad's <laughs> home. Dad's so, coming home. <laughs> so everyone everyone was like kinda like mopey and dopey and like it was almost as if the world lived without color. And then when you and I walked in the building, it became almost like a party. And we ended up not even working out. We just were there for like, <laughs> for morale boosting. <laughs> wow. But then, dude, it was weird because there was actual, there was actual members um, at the studio that are like real life members. And I was like half awake. And I, I remember this one face. I'm like, oh my God, what is her, what is her name? And I laid in bed for like five minutes just trying to think about it. And, um, and it was kind of like a, like a half sleep, half awake state. And then in the dream, I yell out her name, and I have I, mean, I have no idea if it was right. I, I think it is. I think her name is like Kirsten or Kirsten. We, like we need to find out, and I we need to let her know. It's Kirsten Riker. Kirsten Riker. That's totally it. That's totally it. Shout and out to you, Kirsten Riker. Shout out to you. She probably doesn't listen, but I I do wonder like, if I went back to if I went back to that Orange Theory, how many members names that I remember. How many do you think you would get from? That's so funny. You were thinking about that because I was thinking about that the other day for, uh, orange theory fitness, uh, Springfield and oh wow, okay. also Bloomington, but I'd spent a lot more time in Bloomington. So, um, I knew a lot more people. Right. And then also Riverwoods, Buffalo Grove. I was thinking about that. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. That was, that was like, Five years ago, holy crap! And and Hoffman uh, friends, I definitely was thinking about you guys, but I also still know all of you. So, yeah, I I'm mean, talking about the the Orange Theories that I worked at years ago. Yeah, Andrew actually moved closer to the Hoffman studio once he left. <laughs> Oddly enough, bold move, bold move. Definitely true. Yeah, I I minimized my commute um, after I was done working there so and, and then you maximized your commute to naperville <laughs> yeah we're just trying to really get a good uh travel feel for the great state of illinois <laughs> see all the great highways <laughs> i i really just don't feel at home if i'm not commuting at least 45 minutes to work oh man Ugh, that's gross I hey crazy i almost said funny not funny crazy thing happened to me the other day that what? has never happened to me before mm. i was driving home on 355 going north 
and I saw a car spin out on the highway on um, coming in the opposite direction, but there was the median divider. Oh my God. This car hardcore spun out. It like didn't look real for a second. And I was like trying to, my I, I could see it and it I knew that it was spinning out, but my brain was trying to decipher what was taking place because I was like, cars don't do this on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're still like, your brain is so calm and logical. Like, hmm, that's odd. <laughs> yeah, I was like, my mouth was like open. I was like, <laughs> and then I saw that and then the car stopped spinning out by the tail end of it ramming up to the, into the side and over the side of part of the median. And I heard it like, you know, audible fake car crash scene sounds like yeah. that's what it sounded like. How, so how close like were a real you car time? crash by the, by the time it hit the wall? Like where I was in the you? left lane. So it was, it happened right in front of me. So if this car was to have more momentum, it would have probably gone over the median and hit me. Dude, that's great. Yeah, this, and this is like a half like a half wall divider. So it's yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, they're like four feet tall or whatever. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's that's pretty that's pretty freaky, dude. You know who was probably even like more freaked out? The person in the crash. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Dude, I, I've I've actually been in that situation before, except like being the person. Like it was like a year ago. Really? It was like the same thing, dude. It was like that freezing rain that just straight up turns into like ice immediately. Yeah. This is in the good old ninety-eight CRV, dude. The the car that could not die until I killed it and donated it to a scrapyard. Um so I'm in <laughs> I'm in the left lane of a two-lane like highway. And it's starting like freezing rain a little bit. I I get a text from my mom and it says, Hey, look out, like freezing rain is, is coming. And I kid you not, like 30 seconds later, I I start just just slowly moving to the right. Like uncontrolled. I'm going like 70. And my reaction was to just go, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it's it's one of the the <laughs> You feel like you're in the least control in your life. Oh yeah, you should, there's happening. nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. So I go into this like snowbank, and eventually I, I come to a sudden halt because I don't know. I just hit a ton of snow or something, and I'm in this kind or of kid or something. <laughs> I, I, see, <laughs> I see my car starts tilting. I look out my passenger side window, and all I see is the ground. And I swear I stayed there for like like an infinite amount of time. I was like, holy shit, I'm about to flip my car. And then I we snap out of it and the car just comes tumbling back down. The things that were in the back or in the front, the things that were in the front are just just everywhere. And I, I can't get out. And then over the course of the next 10 minutes, I just see... I just see traffic pile up and I look down the road and there's like multiple semis on the side of the road and just madness. I was supposed to coach that day. So it was like a Tuesday and uh, I was going to get back with like two hours to spare. And uh, I ended up getting back at like 9 p.m. It took me like like eight hours to go from Holland to Palatine, which is normally like three hours. Wow. I thought my commute 
uh, home from Naperville the other day was bad. It took me two hours when it usually takes 40 minutes. That is, that is rough. That's more than double. I mean. Yeah. But that's yeah. a very long trip from Holland. Yeah, dude. That's why I can't wait to not have winter anymore. Like if global warming could just kind of like, you know. Just ramp, do its thing. Hurry up. Just ramp up a bit and like make everywhere Florida. That would be fantastic. <laughs> make everywhere Florida. Uh, I like I like snow, but it's not. I like different parts and different themes of winter, but not for the long haul of let's do this for six months. Like, right. I'm more of a like, let's get in, let's get out type of a winter guy. Yeah. I'm like, hey, January 1st, let's start it with a 75 and sunny and <laughs> carry that theme on until, you know, mid-November. That's that's what I'd be about, dude. Until mid-November? Wow. Yeah, just like nice weather until like, I don't know, sometime in November, and then it can start getting cold again. I'm cool with like the March pickup, but I'm not about this like, hey, it's still snowing in April, May business. Yeah, no, that's not cool. Hey, pretty crazy, huh? Chicago, what could you say? <laughs> the lake effect. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that Andrew and I have uh, done a deep analysis of the weather of the Midwest, um, we can move on. <laughs> Actually, so, no, let's keep going. So I think when there's a cold front <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So the blueprint, what are we talking about today, Cam? Well, we've been, Andrew and I have been talking some mad shit, you know, about um... – <laughs> No, we've been <laughs> – let me tell you how it is. No, we've just been talking about, you know, you guys making a plan for 2021. That is just – so necessary. And if you haven't noticed, that's been kind of a major theme for the the Fired Up Podcast boys. Yeah, like we won't shut up about it for the past like eight weeks. So if <laughs> you guys should know by now, you know, you were supposed to do that. And Andrew and I were having just a good old little chat yesterday. And, and we were like, hey, what should we talk about? And I was like, dude, we didn't share our plans. Like here we are, you know, putting you guys in the doghouse about making a plan, you know, and, and quit being a shithead. But we haven't even shared hours. So if you haven't made your plan yet, it's not too late. And maybe hearing the way that Andrew and I have formatted our plans will give you some inspo. So Andrew, would you like to start or would you like me to start? Well, let's, let's divvy them up into, do you have one specific blueprint for 2021? Cause I believe I have different criterias of blueprints for myself. Well, I don't really know exactly what that means, but I, <laughs> I broke I broke it up into, um, into fitness. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fitness, finance. Ge- okay, so let's go through categories, maybe. Categories. Categories. Welcome, welcome to this is Jeopardy categories. <laughs> I'm your. I'll host. take I'll take fitness for 100, Cam. I'll take okay. Uh, popcorn fitness. Okay. Andrew, what are your what is your fitness blueprint for twenty? Oh, by the way, guys, I am off to a rough start. I so Andrew gave me this really nice black journal when I moved here, and I decided, you know, this would be the perfect journal to start twenty twenty one off with for my blueprint, and I decided to title it um, Blueprint twenty twenty for some odd reason. So we are already screwed for the year. It's Roughly. Groundhog's Day, just like we all had hoped and anticipated. 
All right. 12, 1232. Here we go. All right, Andrew, hit us with it. What is your blueprint for fitness 2021? Blueprint for fitness. We have, you guys could probably, if you've been listening to the podcast for the last six months, you could probably guess all the things that are coming up for fitness over the next year. First of all, Cam and I committed to each other, our love and fond. <laughs> our, our monogamy for this podcast. <laughs> monogamy and friendship. Um, we said that we would do a powerlifting meet this year. So we're gonna we're going to set that up and we're going to need to train probably 10 to 12 weeks prior to uh, that event, specifically for powerlifting. So we'll have to see what that actually looks like mm-hmm. when we have an, a, an event taking place. Once we know when the event's taking place, when the meet is taking place, we can kind of plan out that timeline for uh, powerlifting mm-hmm. outside of that. Because I, I like powerlifting. I enjoy it. I really liked doing December, even though I didn't do all of it exactly the way I was supposed to. Um, and we should also talk about December at some point say, after, after a little blueprint we should go into that yeah but I also kind of did my own thing a little bit I don't like to do it all the time I don't like to do it for a very very long extended period of time so 10 to 12 weeks is more than enough time for myself to kind of really get back into the groove of proper you know training and programming for powerlifting so that needs to take place we also are going to be doing these Spartan races God willing that Spartan race can exist this year <laughs> and finally achieving that trifecta medal where, you know, we, we achieved the 5k, the mm-hmm. eight miler and the 13 point. Thir- yeah. Well, each beast is like 13 little- to 15, right? Yeah. I was gonna say the, the beast has a range and I fully plan on Andrew dragging me through the mud on the on the super and the beast because i am going full powerlifting mode and i'm gonna i'm trying to get fat and sassy <laughs> i'm already sassy i just gotta get fat all right so we got the spartan race what else you got going on which that beast race will take place in indiana the badlands of indiana mm-hmm. i believe I tritica assume. right and no attica attica yeah it's like Tritica. That's a beer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tritica Wheat Ale. Shout out to the Lucky Monk. Um, so <laughs> we have those taking place. That's going to take up quite a bit of time. Sometimes. The thing is, you don't have to have, I would argue that you don't need to have all of these things specifically planned out. Okay, January, February, March, April, May. But you need to have these. If you're doing events like Cam and I are, you need to know a rough timeline as to when they're going to take place. And then you can start playing them out from there. That's how um, I started out with this blueprint. And until we solidify times and uh, events uh, for sure, that's how they have to be. Right. So we have three races. We have one powerlifting event. And outside of that, I'm going to be bulking quote unquote. I'm going to be, in a calorie surplus, I'm lifting hard. I'm lifting consistent. My body is the exact amount of sore that I want it to be after most of these training sessions. And it has been consistently like my body. I know that I have lifted. I have really fatigued it 
all across right now. I feel that fatigue and that uh, recovery process taking place. Um, so we're going to continue to go along with that theme up until uh, we get to about March or so. And then we're going to start at a, at a deficit, no matter if I'm going to be training for that powerlifting event or not. Whenever that takes place, I'm going to follow my surplus into my deficit around March or so in order to lean out for the summer. So I'm kind of, I know the flow of how I want to work my calories and how I want to work my uh, strength gain into fat loss type of uh, strategy. And that's going to supersede all the other plans or kind of superimpose on all the other plans. Mm -hmm. Nice. So that's that's kind of like my blueprint. It's pretty simple for fitness, but those are major objectives. And maybe we'll try to throw something else in there later in the year. But that's going to eat up quite a bit of time for mm -hmm. fitness if we're focusing on this powerlifting event on top of these three races. Right. I mean, that pretty much that pretty much covers your year because you're you're bulking and then you're going to be in a, and then you're leaning out. And then you're and then you're gonna start training for whichever the first um, I guess competitive thing we're doing is. So um, and and training for those things is gonna be like a couple months, few months for for which each, one? For both of them, probably. Well, I mean, for the powerlifting, for, if we're doing ten to twelve weeks, the, I'll train ten to twelve weeks for the powerlifting. I probably won't train super long for the Spartan races again. Uh, it's kind of just, I know trial and error of what that first one was like and how painful it was by not being hydrated and doing mm -hmm. a little bit of endurance training. So we're going to do that prior to the longest race, but we're not going to make it a main focus. Yeah. Um, and then once this year is over, we'll probably, depending on how the flow this year goes, if I can add enough muscle mass on this year that I'm, anticipating doing with my my training and my my diet and my low stress lifestyle <laughs> <laughs> i'm planning on hopefully being at a point where i can compete in my first bodybuilding show next year yeah get a little little physique show going just we'll see how much muscle mass we can toss on dude i like it i like it i like how you're mr go ahead i'm sorry go ahead I was going to say, I like how you're, you're not committing to it right now because you want to see how much muscle you can put on because it's just one of those things where it's like, it's almost disgraceful to like, if you go on a bodybuilding stage and you like, just look like an average Joe, not saying you do, but like, I don't know. It's like, don't, don't go uh, on. I'm a little, I'm a little above, a little above right now. Not a ton. Yeah. You're yeah. That's not true. No, definitely. But you know, it's. <laughs> It's like a disgrace to like the other bodybuilders to be like, dude, like, I don't know. You think you get to share the stage with those guys who have put in like years and years of focus and dedication and, you know, you look like shit. So I'm glad that you're waiting to be like, okay, I want to feel like, like you've earned the right to be on the stage. Absolutely. Which I think is a very good, and that's almost how I kind of feel like the powerlifting thing. I almost feel like I want to be at a point where like, you know. I'm actually lifting good weight to actually do it, but I'm like, okay, a year, like, dude, we're gonna we're gonna crush it. Anything else for your fitness blueprint? No, 
No, that's about it, guys. So, Mr. Cameron Danger Hewitt, please tell the good people what your blueprint is. So, this will be interesting for people because your blueprint and my blueprint, I think, are just formatted a little bit differently. Um, So, Andrew's is, yours almost seems more lifestyle-esque where it's like, okay, I'm going to bulk. That's how you're going to like do your nutrition essentially. Um, and then you're going to lean out, right? So it's like you're changing your lifestyle where mine are, I will know, I will know for sure if I've hit it because I have specific numbers. So I also did a new thing this year, which I'll break down in a sec. So my, my main goal, um, is to get the strongest I've ever been, but then we, we break that down a little bit. So first step is, uh, I need my deadlift 340, squat 300, and bench 230. That is a PR on every on every lift. Um, and yeah, I've never focused on strength, so hopefully I will. the The goal with those is to like blast through them fairly soon. Um, I don't anticipate on that taking too long, um, which is why I've made this is something that I think you know, all of you guys listening could maybe do is create, um, evolutions for your goals. Cause you know, if I get to the strongest I've ever been in four months, well, what is my year just over? I mean, I just chill like, no, that's stupid. So evolution one, we bring the deadlift up to 380, squat 330, bench 250. So now we're getting, you know, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. And then evolution two, this is where I hope to essentially I hope to peak here at our deadlifting meet. So depending on how the year goes, I, I hope that this is where I'm kind of ending up. Um, deadlift, the good old 400, the the ever, <laughs> the ever aloof 400 deadlift, the squat hitting a big 350 and bench 265. And I didn't know I did this, but this ends up, because I also thought it would be cool to have a total of a thousand pounds between the three lifts. And this ends up totaling 1,015 pounds. So that's kind of like, if I hit that second evolution, that would be like, wow, everything has kind of fallen into place just perfectly. I've, I've done what I need to do. Um, and I, I do have a second one and that's just to stay injury free because I know if I, if I do get some sort of injury where I can't do one of these movements for an extended period of time, it's going to derail me for a bit, right? It's, it's just going to be another obstacle in my way. So just being smart um, with how I'm training, you know, like if I feel like my my form is off and something could slip and just not go well, then, you know, drop your ego a little bit, take a little bit of weight off and, you know, don't be a, don't be an asshole to your body. So, so mine are all very like, I can very much so cross off like, my evolutions, right? So that's kind of a difference, I think, between yours and mine, where it's like, I mean, every day you're probably not going to be like, oh, I was in a surplus, cross it off, right? Because you have to do it again the next day. So awesome. Yeah. yeah. Can we go and into I'm, that a little bit more? What do you mean? Just, what do yeah, you mean? just give the details, I'd say. Well, yeah. About- so, the, so the way that I plan on getting there, is um, primarily through programs um, 
from Johnny Candido because I real I loved that um sure that six week beginner strength program I, I did to get back into the swing of things once gyms reopened. Man, it was just there was so much more focus because there's a plan. Um the programming was awesome as as Zach <laughs> uh, a few episodes ago said, good programming is boring. It it was boring. <laughs> it was like the same kind of thing yeah. over and over and over and over again. Um, so he's got you guys could just check him out. It's uh Candido Training HQ.com. They're all free. I mean, you, you should donate, which I'm going to. Um, but he came out with one. It's like um it, it there's a there's a big squat, like a nine week squat program. So that's going to be the sure. one I'm deloading right now after de- after December. And then, um, next, next Monday is when I'll start that squat program. Um, and you know, it only accounts for two days a week because the other, the other days are in the week, you know, you can be deadlifting, you can be doing accessory, whatever you kind of want to do, but you have to get those two, um, squat workouts in. So we'll kick the year off with that. Um, and then he also has a peaking program for powerlifting meet. So going back to what you were just saying, Andrew, you know, find, find the event and then work backwards. You know, it's like, when do you have to start training? If you want to train for eight weeks, 10 weeks, whatever, right. That'll just, I don't know. That'll be a more effective way to do it. Um, and then within this, you know, a decent amount of the time I'll be in a calorie surplus. Andrew and I were talking yesterday about, you know, how I want to, I don't need to have as much fat on me as I do right now. So I'm going to do some, uh, some jab deficits, a little Jordan Syatt thing where, um, and this is another cool thing that people can do. You don't necessarily, and this might depend on the person, right? Like if you're someone who, if you're in a deficit for like more than a week and a half or two weeks, and it just like wears on you. Well, first off, it might be in too big of a deficit, but um, something that Jordan Sia kind of recommends sometimes is go into deficit for like two or three days and then do a small surplus and then, you know, keep doing that. Do like a three to one ratio or whatever. So, um, I might do maybe like a four to one, five to one, something like that. Just cause I, I'm just, I'm carrying too much body fat. I, I simply don't need this much weight. I, I do not need to weigh 190. I can probably bring it back down honestly to like 180, you know, and, and be, just as strong. So that's a little sub goal is like, I want to lift these weights, but I also, you know, not at the cost of weighing like 230 pounds. Right. I, I, I want to, I don't know what the weight classes necessarily are, but I'd like to compete probably at around like 170, 175. Sure. Sure. Somewhere around there. So that's a part of it is like figuring out which weight class you want to do. And you have to make weight too, you know? So, um, that's another kind of difficulty, to, I don't know, this, this year and us doing that powerlifting meet. Because if you don't make weight, it's like, okay, well, it's all for naught. So I am super excited to get to that thing. I just want to be like kind of lean and so that I'm at a lighter weight class and just smoke the kids who so are just a now, foot shorter than me. So now what were you, how much did you and Sean weigh? You know, can you tell the story real quick about you and Sean at that powerlifting meet a couple years ago? Because I swear... Guys, just, God's not dead. Listen to this story. This is crazy. He, want, he, he wanted to put me in my place. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Sean and I, 
Uh, my buddy Sean, Chris, and I all did a powerlifting meet back in college. And uh, we had been training for, I think we did a 10-week train. Yeah, we did 10 weeks of training for it. And just kind of had lots of fun with it. And the event finally came. And we ended up, my buddy Sean and I, we weighed in at the exact same weight. And I'm, I'm quite a bit taller. I mean, not quite a bit. I'm a little bit taller, a decent, I don't know. He's probably like 5'10 or so. Yeah, it's like, I'm you're, like, you're like three inches probably taller than him, yeah. Yeah, I'm like 6'2". So we weigh in at the exact same weight. Okay, guys. We hit the exact same lifts, the same number of green lights, the same number of fails. And we end up with the same grand total of weight <laughs> lifted. So <laughs> Sean and I had tied in literally every single imposing parameter for a, a placement in our weight class. So we were tied for first place in every single way possible. And in this rule book, if everything is tied to a T, the winner is to deciphered by a coin flip. <laughs> so Sean won first place and I got second place. Oh my gosh. It's, what are the freaking odds? That, that is so funny to me. Yeah, right. I so still funny. have that second place trophy. Dude, there you go. We don't display it. <laughs> you should burn if it's not first place just get rid of it seriously well, or get rid of all the I, first I lost I, I lost fair and square with a coin flip I, yeah kind of I guess <laughs> it, wasn't even, it wasn't even two out of three it's like okay like 50 50 shot like here we go yeah yeah but that was all in right. the rule book and that's how it happened there you go do you want do you want to get into other blueprints or you just want to stick with fitness or I mean I don't I don't care either way what were you thinking I think uh, we can get into other ones, but we should briefly touch on December and kind of talk about since we're on fitness, how did that end up being for you? Because this is going to, this is going to be directly influential to what the blueprint for fitness looks like. Yeah, definitely. So hang on, let me just readjust. Okay. So hashtag my December. Um, Oh, Abby used that joke the other day. It freaking killed me. It was, uh, (laughs) She was saying like what she was doing for the month of December, which had it had nothing to do with deadlifting. And she's like, Cam, it's my December. <laughs> oh, it killed me. It was so funny. Um, that could also be a false memory. Abby's listening to this right now. She she might be like, Cam, that did not happen, but in my mind, it did. Um, so <laughs> hashtag my December went really well. Um, one, no tweaks. So wait, that's did you just tell a story and then you said it might not have happened? Yeah, I swear, like that's how it went down. But I, I, there's like one time where I told a story on the podcast, and Abby listened to it. She's like, "She's like, Cam, it didn't happen that way." I'm like, "I think it did." <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> I'm, I'm like pretty sure she like used that joke describing what she's doing for fitness and said like, "Cam, hashtag my dead summer." <laughs> um, so, Abby, so anyway. please, please update us. Thank you. Yeah, can you uh, fact check me, Abby? So. No, it went really well. Um, one, of course, state injury free, which last year did not happen. I like effed up my back pretty bad. Um, but initially, the percentages I was using for my lifts was based off of a one rep max of 250, which about halfway through, I was like, okay, this is starting to get like kind of easy. So I thought, okay, I'll, I'll do the workouts as if my one rep max is 280. And I was still able to hit 
every rep, every workout, you know, we, we got done. So going into the the PR party, I thought, okay, 250 is in the bag. That's like going to be a warm up rep, right? And I'll be really happy if I can if I if I get 280. I mean, that's 30 pounds added in four weeks. Um, so that'd be cool. So we're warming up, get 250, whatever, get 275, and I was like, holy crap, that was like easy. The form felt on point. Um, everything was rolling. And then I'm like, all right, well, let's just, cause here's the thing. I don't, I don't want to waste a bunch of energy going for small little jumps. I don't want to go from 275 to 285, right? Cause that's just unnecessary. So I was like, okay, I just got to go for it. Just go for 300. I get it up and it feels, and it feels pretty clean. I was like, wow, like that was challenging, but, um, you know, I, the bar speed was, I think, decent um, for what I was expecting. And then I was like, okay, Cam, time to make another jump. And I go for 315 and do, oh, man, I could I could kind of feel it in my legs and my body. I'm like, okay, Cam, you, like you're kind of starting to lose some steam here. Like it, it's now or never. And um, I pull as hard as I can. And like it, it, it got off the ground, but I, I couldn't finish it. I put the weight down and I'm holding the bar and I'm and the room started moving, which is really weird. That doesn't happen normally. So it got a little <laughs> got a little lightheaded. And I was like, okay, Cam, I think I think we're done here. So I ended up adding a total of 50 pounds to my one rep max. Now I'm still about 30 pounds off from what my old one rep max used to be. I think um I think the most I ever got was like 325 or I think it was 325. Um, so we, we still have a little bit of a ways to go, but. Um, Don't ever stop lifting, kids. Never, ever. Don't you dare. So, one thing, this is kind of an interesting, Andrew and I talked about this, is like a perspective thing where, you know, I could look at my, uh, my one rep max and be like, wow, this is horrible. Like, I was stronger like over a year ago than I am now. Like that's like really discouraging to think about it in that way. Like, wow, I, I've lost 25 pounds of strength in my deadlift. But when I also look back at it in the past year, like, okay, I I hurt my back last, de- last December, couldn't deadlift for a while. And then Abby and I started fixing up this house, which we were putting like 20 hours a, a week into. So if I did get a workout in, it was, it was quick in and out, you know, it would be like arms or maybe squatting for 30 minutes, whatever. Um, and then, and then gyms closed down. So if I think about it almost for a, a year, I was, I was somewhat inconsistent. Um, so the fact that I was able to get back to 300 so quickly, um, I think it just shows one, if you follow a good program and stick to it, um, and remain consistent and injury free and maintain that intensity, you're gonna see very intense progress, which is what happened to me. So I'm I'm really pumped for 2021 because if I can just maintain that um, that pattern of sticking to a program, not getting injured, and just being consistent with it, then I mean, dude, we're I mean, I'm I'm expecting to see some pretty pretty fun pretty fun powerlifting numbers this year. So. 
That was yeah. how my hashtag December went. What, what about you, Andrew? It's a great summary. Wow. Um, Thank you. So, man, it's been a very good overall December. I ended up pulling my back halfway through. Like I tweaked it pretty hard where we were doing, it was a heavy rack pull day and I was torturing myself and I, I felt fine. I think I told you guys this earlier on the podcast and I just got worse and worse throughout the day. And then I woke up the next morning and it hurt to move and breathe. So I, I need to take a few days off, ended up taking like a week off week and a half of December and I did some lightweight training. Then I slowly brought myself back into uh, just some regular weight training in the gym, in the warm gym, not the garage gym. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I ended up finishing up because if I took a week and a half off halfway through, that takes us almost to the end of the month. Mm-hmm. So I, I did a couple workouts at the end of the month. And then I just went straight into PR party. And I was I was weight training consistently for a good probably I probably took a total of almost a week off of all weight training mm-hmm. and then I got back into it and slowly ramped things up and I ended up finishing my I had thought that my one rep max was probably a lot lower than where it was back at this powerlifting meet when I PR'd for 435 so where did you th- where did you think you'd end up I thought I'd end up maybe I was just shooting to to get back to 435 honestly. And then I felt really good on <laughs> on the day and I was super rested. I hadn't weight trained very hard. I had eaten food I wanted to eat to uh, kind of just set myself up for success in this and I got there. Coach Zach, my good friend <laughs> who many of you may know, came over with his extra bumper plates because the good old P10 garage gym does not have enough weight to handle me. And we went up to 455 and it was the dirtiest, grimiest fight of my life for that 455 deadlift PR. Because I had gotten, if you guys know what a deadlift, a proper deadlift looks like and feels like, usually you get to a point you're going very heavy to uh, it's called a sticking point where you're at this position and you have just no momentum left and you are trying to finish this lift and it was it's usually right above your knees and when you're pulling once again to dissect what the deadlift looks and feels like because I know we had done this prior you're going to begin by kind of pulling and pushing with your legs and transferring all of that finisher to your back to uh, stand up tall and straight. And I had gotten to the point where I was mostly just finishing up with my upper body and I lost all momentum and my grip was hanging in there. I could hold on to the bar. It was just, I was not able to finish it. So I failed my first attempt. And then I, I went into the next lift with a mentality. I was like, Andrew, you are not dropping this bar until you stand up straight and hold it. And I told myself that, got into that mindset and went for it. 
I got to the sticking point again and I felt so stuck. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do this for a split second. And then I told myself to shut up and just (laughs) stand up straight. And then I also said, I had this thought in my mind. I was like, Andrew, you little, you little B, if you start hip swinging or hip hinging and using your lower body illegally to stand up straight, I will kill you. I will kill you where you stand. (laughs) So I'm having all these thoughts in my head (laughs) while we're trying to finish off this lift. It took about five seconds, honestly. And Zach can uh, vouch me on that probably. And I just slowly, inch by inch, pulled from my knee or probably right above my knee to stand up straight finisher. And it was all lats and back to finish that dude that is like that's truly your one rep max like if you were to add five pounds on each side probably not gonna happen like no that that yeah i think you found it i think you found yeah. it Andrew. yeah so we were able to finish off at 455 we counted it as a good lift and yeah it was pretty surprising but it, it felt insane. good yeah it, insane that you have gained that much strength and also you are much light. How much did you, how much did you weigh at the powerlifting meet a few years ago? I think I was like one ninety something low one nineties. Okay. Cause we we water cut. Right. Okay. So I wasn't very lean, but I had made sure that I could deplete 10 pounds of myself because I thought, I think we were training around, I was training around like one ninety nine, two hundred or so. Mm-hmm. And whatever that next weight class below was, I made sure that I got underneath it. Yeah. Nice. Dude, that's a, that's a very impressive one rep max. That is good for you. I bet, I bet for the powerlifting me too, you got to go for the big five hundo. Yeah. Well, I, I went to, I went up to Jen the next day and I was like, Hey Jen, I told you the story, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, Hey Jen, (laughs) I was like, yeah. So I PR last night. And I just want to know how close am I getting to your one rep max for deadlift? And she laughed and she uh, told me I was, I was still about 50 pounds off. So he's like, he's like, hey, listen up squirt. <laughs> I was like, listen good, here. coming for you. Yeah. Right. Jen That's is a- such a badass. If you guys yeah. don't follow her on the IG, check out. Hey, Jen, Jen. There is dude. Oh my gosh. I was, I think my jaw literally like dropped, um, so you guys should definitely go check out her her page. She just posted something a few days ago of her repping, I think it was like 315 or 345 on squat for 12 reps. Yeah. Like, oh my God, what it and like the funny thing is, is like she at least in like certain videos, she doesn't look as strong as she is. Like she's not like just like she's not a bowling ball. So it's one of those things where it's like, she is a like high performing athlete. Yeah, no, Jen's and, super aesthetic and she's just really strong. Yeah, and so like a lot of a lot of you ladies that are listening, it's like <laughs> Jen, Jen is at Jen is like at the top, okay? And I okay, I don't know how to make this sound like not weird, but like she still like very much so looks feminine, right? So like a lot of girls are worried about like, oh, I don't want to look like a big bulky dude. Jen's yeah. at the top and she doesn't. Right, so like Jen, Jen will kick your boyfriend's ass and still <laughs> look like a woman. Yeah, in in like in like a in like a uh, what are those dress in like a ball ball dress gown or ball 
Yeah, I don't know. Called? I don't know if Jen rocks those, but yeah, we'll have we'll have Jen on the podcast. Um, I already asked her uh, to to join us for an episode, so we'll have her up, and she can kind of just share some worldly knowledge with you guys because she's got just a lot of experience. Um, overall, great athlete, and I love to to kind of see what she's able to do and talk about it. I she told me that she has been on Huck Finn Barbell's podcast. Well, yeah, I mean, they're I think they're friends. Yeah. Well, yeah. She yeah. said it was an interesting experience. <laughs> I'm sure that's another page you guys should definitely check out. He he is one of, the, in my opinion, he is the most entertaining. I don't fitness. know. I think it's kind of obnoxious. Dude. Oh, I love it, dude. He will, well, some of the things they do, he will have someone on his shoulders on a stair stepper. The person on their shoulders has 315 on a barbell. And and they're doing the stairmaster, <laughs> just crazy, just crazy. Just stupid I, shit. Just it stupid. is stupid, yeah. That's why his shirts say "Let's get stupid." <laughs> I like it. Whatever you guys should check it out and let me know how much you love it. There is okay. One, one last thing, and then we can go to the next blueprint. Um, there's a guy that this will show you what being consistent for a year can do. There's a guy named Tank Barbell who I seems to be a part of that group, whatever. He has lost, like, I mean, he's he was I mean, pretty big guy. He was like 400 pounds, I think. And yeah, he's he's Jen's friend. Yeah, yeah, they they did had a post together the other day, whatever. And it seems like he's mainly just been doing powerlifting, and he has lost like a hundred pounds. Like he has yeah, lost. It's all about it's all about energy, just. If you're at a deficit, guys, you're going to lose mm-hmm. mass. Exactly. And he, you don't need to be a cardio bunny to get to a deficit. Absolutely not. Yeah. No way. All right, Andrew. What do you think? Should we get into the next blueprint or do you want to – should we just keep talking about Jen? I can talk about Jen all day probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, I talk to Jen just about every day. So oh, yeah, I mean, next blueprint – I'm sorry. <laughs> were you getting, trying to make a bad joke? I was just making fun of you. <laughs> yeah, well, no difference. So what's what's the next blueprint that we have here? All right. Well, the next one on my list is financial. Okay. So, and these are somewhat, somewhat general, but here's the funny thing about financial ones. If you, whenever I've written down a financial goal, which most of the time is I want to have X amount saved up by this time, you start viewing certain purchases as more important. So like, you know, buying a few extra things at the grocery store that you weren't planning on getting, uh, a couple little fun things on Amazon, you know, you start realizing like, oh, but this is money I can actually save towards my goal and actually kind of becomes fun. So um, number one for me is to pay off my car, which is like, I think like two grand, a little bit more than that. Um, and that's the first one. That's like priority number one. Before I do any of these other ones, like th- these are these are in order of operations, PEMDAS, if you will. So step one, <laughs> all the For all, all you the math nerds out there. Anna Anna Fuller gets that one. All right. Um. So okay, pay off car. Number two is um my the loans that are in my name for my student debt get that down to 10 grand. I have some, some other debt that like my parents co-signed for, but my, my, the debt that's in my name, get down to 10 grand, um, which means I have to pay about another 
five grand into it. So already we're talking like Cam needs to be disciplined enough to um, to save seven thousand dollars, right? Next one is add five grand. Actually, this would be four grand to the savings account. So this is amidst me and Abby paying for our mortgage, paying my parents for the debt I I owe vicariously through them. Um, we're doing four, six, plus another five. So essentially, I need to be disciplined enough to have $11,000 directly going towards these goals, which I mean, is quite a bit. And if I'm goofing off and buying things that don't matter, well, you get a bunch of those things that maybe cost between 10 and 30 bucks and it adds up, you know? So I'm, I'm glad I have these actually written down. Um, it, it just makes me more focused. I don't know if that works for everyone, but once I have it written down, it's like my mindset just switches immediately. Yeah, great. Those are all of them. Those are those are all of them. Yeah, because uh, well, cool. I wrote I wrote the third one, and I realized, holy crap, Cam, that is like it's already kind of lofty, <laughs> considering all the other crap in life. Um, like me and Abby have to pay for, you know, and, and, you know, hopefully once, you know, once Abby gets a job, we'll be able to really attack some of these, some of these debts, you know, but um, yeah, I mean, those are all, those are all mine so far. I I couldn't really think of any other ones I really want to get done. If I pay off, you know, if I end up paying off more, um, more of my own personal debt, that that's great, but I want to get it at least down to 10 grand. It's more manageable that way. Awesome. Yeah. So for me, the only financial monetary goals that I have uh, planned out necessarily is for the companies for protocol 10, because that's, it's kind of, I have my personal finances all figured out and all that fun stuff. And uh, I'm not much of a big spender. If I, I'm the type of person that if I want to buy something, I'm going to make sure that I buy exactly what I want. So I'll spend the extra money for it. Um, but I don't just go around spending money all the time for sure. So I kind of hang on to it and then kind of just drop it when I want it. So that kind of helps out for long-term investment. Now for the company, I really don't spend or protocol 10 doesn't spend money on anything other than software, uh, other than of course, business costs. So we're looking to continue to improve um, I want to double the the, the um, business net worth over the year, and we can continue to scale and move towards an eventual amount of money, hopefully in the next five to six years in the bank, where we can say, hey, let's go get a loan and open up a full-on gym. Mm-hmm. So that's the long-term, I guess, me- uh, medium-term goal here is to continue to improve that financial status of the company mm-hmm. and get to the point where we have enough saved up and we can start and we, we have enough to, to go to a lending institution or uh, a group of people and say, hey, this is what we're willing to put in. Are you willing to, to jump on board and open up this business uh, and then have that gym facility so that we can kind of impose, superimpose on the 
macro fitness industry in the Chicagoland area and take export out from their heels. <laughs> Whoa, is Andrew Andrew finally got like seven layers deep and revealed his true intentions for <laughs> opening up a gym. <laughs> to take it's out to, LA Fitness. Not to make anyone healthier. It's simply it's simply to 100 to 0 export. You listen here, Mike from Crunch Fitness. If you DM me one more time about coming in for a free membership trial, just so you know, I'm coming for you, dude. I'm going to send you a, hey, this is Manager Andrew at <laughs> Idiot Fitness Co. <laughs> <laughs> come get a free workout. Come come get a real gym membership, bro. <laughs> a real <laughs> Just Fitness. Yeah, right. Um, We're over here at Just Fitness. Just just fitness with just coffee and just if guys, yeah. If you guys don't remember that one, Cam and I have a, a number of different business ideas, and they all start with the title "just." Yep. So it, eventually, one day, it's going to be a coffee supplement, uh, bike shop, gym conglomerate, your software programming facility, <laughs> <laughs> all attached into one uh, grotesque building. So it's going to be just fitness. Then next door, it's going to be just coffee. Then we have just, just bikes, just bikes. <laughs> oh, apparently, apparently, no. no it's, gotta be, it's gotta be long boards. It's gotta be long boards. Just that boards. Makes, just boards. No wheels. <laughs> just the decks. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on to the next one. I have, um, I have one as far as career goes. Well, I didn't really know what else to call it. Um, so what the hell? I can't read my own handwriting sometimes. Okay, right, so number one, this is this what is a hell? this is a straight up softball to me because I think some of your goals should be ones that are like you can definitely attain just for the sake of momentum. It feels good to get a goal, right? So okay. um, I'm I'm really big into that. I think that's a good way to start. Number one is just to get a year at Eichenhout because this past year. And eh, past 14 months of living in um, Michigan and like post-college until I got to Orange Theory, dude, I like struggled with jobs. Like, man, I, it just did not go well. So just the mental aspect of like being at a job that I'm not as passionate about and no, and like, that's kind of like demanding being there for a year. It's like, okay, Cam, you're proven to yourself you are, you are able to do that. Right. And you know, I'm, I'm starting to enjoy it, you know, so we're, we're good there. Um, get another raise. I already got that, you know, that first raise, like after three months, you do an evaluation and they, you know, they pretty much just like hand you a raise. Well, now it's kind of at the point where it's like, I need to build value in myself as an employee where a raise is now justified based off performance and not just adherence to the initial pump of the company, right? So get another one of those bad boys. Um, number three, make a, make a comeback to the fitness industry. So this will look, um, I mean, it's going to be like online programming, but then also, you know, who knows, maybe I'll get a, that also could include actually working in a gym, depending on how things go. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of see there. Uh, oh, number four release number three, start training people online. Um, so that's kind of combined. And then we get into evolution. Um, oh, <laughs> this is funny. Um, this one has to do with our podcast. So for those of you who have your own podcast or 
are interested in starting one, what Anchor will do is they'll give you um, your total listen. So Andrew and I are, we're close to probably like 7,500 by now. Um, and then it'll show you like listens per episode, but then you also have your established audience, which I don't know exactly how they define it, but it's just, it's your core, right? So we, you typically get your established audience within a couple days listening to your episode and then it slow, slowly goes higher and higher. Um, so I, I essentially want us to double it. <clears throat> so we'll get that going until the end of the year. Yeah. So think about this. you and I have been doing this podcast for a year and a half, well, actually more than, more than a year and a half, like a year Almost and nine two months. years. Yeah, exactly. So I'm saying in one year we will double the established audience. We currently, we currently have, um, which I think is doable. Um, and then number six, I don't really know. Okay. So <laughs> this isn't necessarily career, but I didn't know where else to put it. Well, I guess I could have put it under general. That would have made sense. Um, but I, I don't like social media. I don't necessarily like posting. Like I just, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not good at it. I don't like it, whatever. But I was like, you know what, Cam? In, you don't want to be that middle-aged guy who doesn't know how social media works. You know, like <laughs> you don't want to be like that tech, technologically illiterate oaf that doesn't know what's going on. So I was like, okay, Cam, you're just going to get more consistent on social media and you're going to get yourself up to 700 followers, which means... <laughs> <laughs> which means like every other day I have to get a follower pretty much. So um, we'll, we'll make that happen. Maybe I'll just drop a thousand dollars on, on clickbait ads. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, that, that one's more of like an uncomfortable thing. Um, you know, and just work on something. It's I don't a necessary necessarily... evil. It's a necessary evil in the world. It is. And you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I can, I can post a bunch. Doesn't mean I have to spend all my time scrolling. You know, um, and th- that's, that's the thing that, you know, that's on me. I, I need to get yeah. better at that. Cause that's the part I don't like. I don't like having 20 minutes go by and be like, wow, I just like was scrolling mindlessly like a drone, you know? So that's something I'm, I'm, I'm in control of. And I just have to start working towards. So th- those are my career slash, I guess, Instagram <laughs> goals for you. Absolutely. That's great. Career slash Instagram goals. What a criteria. What a blueprint, guys. Um, I guess we should we should also get into how we're you did slightly there, how um, we're gonna get to those things add in. So for me, because <clears throat> that's a good one for career. I realized the other day I've been at Eat the Frog Fitness in some capacity for seven months now. Which doesn't seem true. Doesn't, yeah. Seems, it was, seems shorter. This is this is month number seven. And we because we started in June. And things have just been rolling. It's been a I mean, the latter half of the year for myself, I've talked about it quite a bit, has gone by quite, pretty quickly because there's a bit, there's been a lot of things taking place, a lot of things going on. And Right now, we're kind of living in Groundhog's Day where every day is just about the same. Just come on, get the stuff done, get the essential tasks done, talk when you need to talk to, and just keep moving. 
So we're at that point, and it's it's nice to feel that, wow, it doesn't feel like it's been a very long time. Because previously, when it's been a, a not-so-great work environment at other group fitness companies every now and then, there was a, a job or two which just wasn't great. Um, it's felt like, man, this is I've I've been here forever in a really negative way. Mm-hmm. And in the grand scheme of things, now that we're in our mid twenties, one year doesn't seem like an incredibly long time. Whereas yeah. when I was twenty one, a year, that's a whole everything's different the next year. But now we're getting to the point where, yes, things change. Every year is different and things aren't going to be the same from the year prior. But I'm not changing as much in a good way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of – do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, you know, you think about this. The more stable things, the more structure you have to your life, you know, then you can start getting into these rhythms, which hopefully they are good rhythms and not bad. Um, then, then time seems to – go by rather quickly, um, which for some people is like their downfall, right? Because all of a sudden you have like 10 years I've gone by and you're like, oh shit, I haven't done anything I've wanted to do. Um, in your case, it's a little bit different. You know, you have a you have a house that you know you're going to be living in for like probably next five years. Like you'll, you'll be there for a bit. Um, you know, you have a job that you're going to be committed to for the next, like the long haul really, you know? So there's a lot of things that are just like firmly in place, um, that you don't need to like worry about, you know, you don't have mold in your house. You don't need to worry about constantly moving. Right. So, um, and I, and I'm with you, dude, like I've had some stability in my life, like in the past, you know, six to seven months or now it's like, now we're rolling, you know, I don't need to worry about all these other external things. So I, I, I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. Career's a big part of that. Like now protocol 10, believe it or not coming up on its fifth anniversary, fifth birthday. There we go. It's starting preschool or started out, <laughs> started out as a, uh, a little t-shirt biz, just a little screen printer trying to figure out how things worked. And now we're here for just the, the major, um, personal training stuff online and all that fun. Yeah. And maybe we will get back into some athletic apparel. There's always the, the temptation for that, but it would need to be in a very, specific very intentional way yeah um yo you know who i met at the gym the other day i think you might know who this is or recognize who this person is ricky ricky b fit or ricky does that name sound familiar not on on the ig do you just like bump is he there quite a bit or yeah so he was, if you saw him, you'd recognize him, but it's, I like followed him on social media a while ago and I've just kind of, kind of, uh, he's another personal trainer. So he's in our industry, of course, and in uh, my area, at least now that you're not here anymore. And I just kind of knew who this guy was. And I was like, man, I've never introduced myself. So I saw him at the gym the other day and I was just like, I'm just going to introduce myself while I'm on my, my way out. So Ricky, if you're listening, what's up? What's up, bro? <laughs> And he is, uh, cause he's like, I was like, I feel like this guy does a lot of similar things to what I have done or would want to do. Like he's a personal trainer. He works with, and I found out that his friend has this DNA lifewear athletic apparel company. And, you know, so we 
have that in common where he's in, involved with that. And I have had my fair share of crazy experiences <laughs> through uh, the early athletic apparel industry. And he, I'm pretty sure he opened up his own personal training studio oh, nice. in Schomburg. And then he's looking to expand and kind of do something different and try to grow. And I'm pretty sure I shared this idea with you years ago, Cam, but I always wanted to have a facility to kind of promote good personal training and allow trainers to come in and rent uh, for their clients and kind of just have like a, a well outfitted area that everybody can kind of work together and which I think would be better. And he's kind of looking at something similar. And I'm like, man, that just sounds like a great environment, a great thing to do, you know? Yeah, so. that's cool. I looked him up. I have uh, I have no idea who he is. So oh no, <laughs> maybe That's I should. Cool I don't know. But anyways, for I'm sorry, which one were we talking about? We were on, <laughs> <laughs> we, we were on the category um, dudes we admire. <laughs> no, dudes um, we admire. Wow. Okay, Alex Apostle, shout out Zach. <laughs> right. uh, we were on career, and you were just saying how you know you're you're kind of like surprised you're already at seven months of being at yeah. the frog. Yeah. Yeah. And how protocol 10 has just been around for so long in a very positive way. Um, I was looking back at the strides that we've made. And if you guys haven't like figured this out yet, yes, protocol 10 training team, you're getting this really cool giveaway Christmas slash. Thank you for being part of the P10 team uh, apparel piece. So that'll be shipping out soon. Um, Sarah's probably thinking right now, she's like, Andrew, you're so afraid of the post office. It's never going to get here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hate the post office so much. Why? Why? <laughs> it's just it's just so obnoxious, especially with Corona. Okay, well, make it's, your own then. Make your own post make office. Your own, make your own post office, Andrew. Let's see how you do. <laughs> well, it's like to go and have everything set up and then you have to do, like, if I have like 10, 20 packages to send, I'm like, oh, okay, this sucks. Well, okay, yeah, that would that would suck, but maybe I'll just do, I'll just pay a little more and do UPS. <laughs> just deliver them yourself, you know. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yes, it's nice. Yeah. Delivery man, Andrew, at it again. Um, do you have anything else for your uh, for your career side? I only I only really only have one more uh, one more category, and really. So the blueprint them. for career is to continue to capitalize on Eat the Frog Fitness. Uh, opportunity, grow the pre-sales and launch on time. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be, it was a slow December, honestly, like I anticipated. And now things are picking up and they're getting busy. Like we have a pretty big, pretty sizable, in my opinion, number of leads that we get to call every single day in order to get people signed up for pre-sales membership. And of course, mm -hmm. the, the incentivization there is that those people are going to get the best membership rates. Uh, they get you know discounted heart rates, all that fun stuff, and also sets us up for success, knowing that hey, we have this future income, so that we can open up our doors and start training. Yeah. So that's the name of the game, and that's how we're going to go about it. We're just going to continue to execute. If you guys have seen on social media, my strategy for this. Actually, no, yeah, I'll just give you guys my strategy. And it's kind of fun to to talk about if you're not actually involved in this whole process because you're it, it could be interesting. So 
traditionally when you're doing gym membership sales, when you're trying to get awareness, when you're trying to do things like that, you want to do events. Events are one of your absolute most important things that you can do in order to help get eyeballs on the product, right? Would you agree, Cam? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. When you worked for Orange Theory Schomburg, how often would you guys do events? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, honestly, like, not like, <laughs> not like, not that often. I mean, we do events like the things like. Foot off like, the gas, Orange Theory Schomburg had toppled. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we toppled uh, down to a lowly 600 members. Um, <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, we were a huge studio. Yeah. No, no, no. Schomburg used to be, it was like close to a thousand. I'm pretty sure. No, you have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Um, <laughs> I think when I first got there and it was like really going, we were almost at like 700. Wow. Because okay. you know what happened is South Barrington opened and Hoffman opened. So a lot of people went there. Um, I yeah, mean, a lot of people went I mean, over yeah. that. Shut up. Hoffman studio. Oh my gosh, dude. Big flex. Um, I mean, we would do like- How many, how many people went over to Schomburg though, Cam, from Hoffman? Why would- Okay. <laughs> it doesn't make <laughs> any sense at all. Um, Not until, I don't know. I'll tell you this, the events I'm that we- I'm going to keep capitalizing on this joke in this the, uh, narrative, by the way. Yeah, I think we all want that. The events- <laughs> um, so here's the thing, when you have like a studio that's been around for like a few years and is like established, the events you do are like, at least the ones that we did, are, were primarily to maintain adherence to the members we had. Like our marketing, we had like close to a thousand leads in our system, you know, so that wasn't much of an issue. It was more of like, hey, we we want to hang on to as many members as possible. So it's going to look a little different compared to what you guys are probably doing right now. Okay. Well, yeah, it's, I disagree. I think that <laughs> events and all the different orange theory companies, the different ownership companies that I've worked with events are, you need to have at least a couple events a month in order to really expedite lead generation and brand awareness, especially when your brand is less known by the end of my Orange Theory career, Orange Theory become much better known. But of course, there's still people out there who had never even heard of Orange Theory. So the ability to get in front of people is very, very important. Now, with this climate, with this current climate in business and, and uh, health and everything, events are not very doable. And it's, it's kind of like doing pre-sales in hard mode by eliminating that, by kind of kicking the legs out from underneath events. So we're trying to get more creative and use opportunities in different ways uh, to get in front of people. One of which is we are capitalizing like crazy on top of social media. And the hard part is you can, it's very, very easy to spend a lot of money on social media and get little to no results. <laughs> it's hard to spend that money purposefully, intentionally, and pivot on things that are working mm -hmm. in order to continue to improve results. So what I'm, what I'm saying is we need to, and we have been evaluating, hey, what is working? We have like 10 to 15 different ads going out at a time on social medias. 
what is attracting people enough to click and say, I'm, I'm looking for more information. I'm willing to share my information so that somebody can call me because mm-hmm. that's, that's the end all be all. We want names. We want names and numbers of people for me to talk to. Cause if I can talk to somebody, I can communicate the brand decently well, uh, and we can get people signed up. But if I don't have people interested, if I don't have people being able to see us, that's not going to take place. So that's a huge part of this process here is making sure that we are truly evaluating and pivoting on what is working and what is not working in our social media content creation. Mm-hmm. We're also doing outreach where we're trying to do organic social media. We're interacting with people, following them. Uh, hopefully they follow back and starting dialogues and conversations with them. And outside of that, we're doing free sessions. We just started over at our sister Wheaton studio. So we've created events there and I'm going to be coaching those every single Sunday or Saturday, which yeah, is exciting. Cool. Our first one is tomorrow. Nice. And we're almost full. Dude, that's cool. Yeah. We can have up to 12 people. And my goal is to get to the point because we're doing these every single weekend, get to the point where we're full and we need to open up another session immediately following. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be very, very cool. V cool. V cool. So that's kind of the career stuff there. Sweet. Let's go, in, let's go into at least this is my final category. I could kind of think up and <laughs> the final category is general. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. So <laughs> the first one I want to do, and I'll share the evolutions as well. Read 12 books. So for you mathematicians out there, that is a book a month. Now, I I firmly believe I can do that. Um, So I have three evolutions. It goes from 12 to 16 to 20 to 25. If I got 25 books, holy shit, that would be like mind-blowing. I don't even know if I have 25 books I I can like read. I probably do. Um, I definitely I have a lot of more than enough. I can send you. I have I have quite a few. Um, So here's the dilemma I'm in right now. (laughs) I am currently reading a book. It's a little dry. (laughs) It's called Capitalism in America, and why do you why do you get into these like gulag like? Broken English books and then also into capitalism in America where you just aren't interested at all. Everyone asks me that. So I think people might be onto something. Um, so so I'm not going to count it because I'm almost like kind of done with it. So if I finish it, I'm not going to count it as a book. That doesn't seem fair. So I am just blitzing through it. Like I have like 50 more pages. I'm just going to finish it today. Like it's dry and painful, but we're going to get it done. And then I'll just try to get books that I'll, I'll gain knowledge and wisdom from. Well, wisdom takes time, but um, you know what I mean? More readable books, right? So that'll be a fun one. And this goes back to the financial one where if I have a goal to get X amount of books done, well, I in my mind, I break it down to days. You know, if I'm kind of debating between you know, watching Netflix or not, I'd be like, well, hang on. This is like, this could be an hour of your time that you read. And then if you do this over the the meta game where you read a lot more than you tend to watch Netflix, 
it's going to add up quite a bit. So, and that's another thing. If you tell yourself you don't have time to read, but you watch TV, man, come on. You have, you have time to read. Um, and then the other one is call one friend per week because I'm pretty bad at that. And that's another thing where it's like, not to get it over with, but like, I'll probably be more prone to do that on like Sunday or Monday or Tuesday. Um, cause then it's like, okay, I, I, I made my call for the week and you know, whatever, like this doesn't count like you and me podcasting. I'm not, I'm obviously not going to count that because then it's like, it'd be done already. You know, already exactly. So just like, I don't know, it'll, honestly, it'll probably be like this, like a rotation of the same, like three to four people, but that, you know, I think it'll be the most beneficial that way. So, and that's literally, that's all of mine. That's, <laughs> those are all my, uh, my blueprints for 2021. That's great. Blueprint general. I did not anticipate a general category. <laughs> I mean, you can always just do one that you thought of, you know? I have one taking place right now. Um, I'm looking to read the entire Bible in the month of January. Holy shit. <laughs> Oh, is that what that was? The thing you yeah. posted the shred? The 30, 30 day shred. I thought dude, yeah, I thought that was uh correlating to like an amount of push ups or something. Like you read a scripture and then you do uh, I don't know. Okay. So it's a thirty yeah, it's, day it's a play it's a play on like fitness. Right. 30 right. Day, 30 day You're gonna shred through the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's fun. Almost done with Genesis as of today. Wow. Genesis is a very, very big book. It's a long one, yeah. So getting close there. The idea is you want to make sure that you're not focusing on every single passage. You're kind of just you're you're supposed to just get through it. And worst case scenario, you just start skimming. But you want to look at the the larger, the big the bigger picture. A good way that it was described was instead of looking at the detail of every leaf, like sometimes we can get caught up in, mm -hmm. you're trying to look at the tree in general. In the entirety of the story rather than focusing on bits and pieces of it. Yeah. That's cool. That's a it, big challenge. That's a that's a dumbo thick book. It's cool. I'm excited because it's it's that's the way it's supposed to go. It's supposed to play out like a story because these are literally just people's stories. Um kind of tied all together. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Two days in, almost done with Genesis. That'll be that'll be a good time. Think about how much wisdom you'll get in one day when you read all of Proverbs. Wow, right? I'll just be so poetic by the Josh end. Josh will be like, Andrew, Psalms. why are you? He'll be like, Andrew, why do you have a halo above you? Why are you levitating everywhere? You're why so, do you have a halo? You're so, in, are you're you? so enlightened. Yeah, why are you so enlightened? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's a pretty good one. That's a, and just, you should do it every month. <laughs> yeah, but, every single month for the year of 2021. By December, Andrew has memorized the Bible. By the By December, I have created uh christian nirvana <laughs> andrew has written a new bible as well he he has made some he's I've made become some, a cult leader I've, he's made some I've, additions I've... <laughs> <laughs> um anyways yeah so that's going to be kind of a big undertaking but it's exciting to uh challenge myself in that way because the idea is once again it's guys we we apply fitness to anything and 
75 hard applies here too. It's not about looking at the, wow, this is a huge thing I have to do. Yeah, cool. You have to do the daily stuff. If you do the daily stuff, you're going to get to the huge goal at the end. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, it doesn't cool. sound super intimidating. When I when I heard it, I was like, okay, 42 chapters in a day of Genesis, fine, whatever. We'll get it done. <laughs> so many. <laughs> it's uh, I'm going to use a mixture of reading and audiobook. So it kind of just flies a little bit easier on my commute and stuff like that. But yeah, so that way you don't actually have to read it. You just, you know, you got to just listen to it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's cool. I'm just messing with it. I, don't, I, I do that. Unbelievable. Yeah, kidding. I'm a huge, I'm a huge audiobook guy, though. I think it helps me retain knowledge a little bit better. Sure. Uh, when I hear it as well as read it, which is uh, definitely good to know about yourself. You should know how you learn very well yeah. if you don't already, friends. I mainly learn through Netflix. So, learn through Netflix docuseries. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that one meme? It's uh, <laughs> I think you actually posted it. It was. It's just the the. And I probably yeah, have seen it. <laughs> I, I know. I, either way, you you've seen it. It says, um, "I did my own research," and then my own research is crossed out, and it says, "Watched a shitty YouTube video." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's so good because part of me is like, "Oh, that's me." <laughs> <laughs> my oh, goal man. is to one day be. The, the the creator of those shitty YouTube videos that yeah, people right. No, I heard that keto's the best. Coach <laughs> Andrew talked about it in his last podcast. <laughs> so Andrew would probably not say that. Uh, any, Guys, if else you're not, the, uh, honestly, if you're not on keto, you're doing fitness wrong. Oh, definitely. You you are not health and fitness. Uh, <laughs> anything else for the people, Andrew, as we as we wrap up here, the good people, uh, general goal, outfit, the gym, continuing outfitting the, uh, the gym, the garage gym, especially as we get into dude, listen, winter, whatever winter's like basically over for me in my mind. I'm like, okay, we're coming up on March and then it's going to get warmer and we're going to be good to go guys. It's January 2nd, by the way, but that's where, <laughs> that's where my mind is. And I'm looking ahead for the, it's, it doesn't feel anxiety driving it feels super super positive i'm like man there's so many things that need to take place this year and i'm excited for all of them yeah so i need to get more stuff more plates more weight because we're getting stronger Uh, i need to invest in the brand new backyards garden so if you guys don't know i moved into my house back in summer of this year, so I didn't get to fully enjoy uh, the spring and summer of it. So I'm going to create a pretty sizable garden. We're looking to build out raised beds for the entire backyard. That's going to be a winter project. Did I tell you about that? No. How are you going to build raised beds in the winter? So you've you've seen the backyard, right? You can visualize it. Mm-hmm. Along the long side of my fence, I'm going to create raised beds made out of probably two by fours just stacked and then lined with some, probably some tarp on the inside, some type of plastic tarp, or maybe we'll make it so it can drain a little better. I'm not sure. I'm going to look into that a little bit more. 
because sometimes it's good to kind of trap everything inside. But then I'm going to line the entire fence with probably about a foot and a half to two foot deep raised bed up above the ground. So this two by four wooden bed is going to just line all the way down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no no little critters can get to it? Well, nobody. I don't think critters can get into the backyard with a fence anyways unless they have wings so <laughs> but it's just gonna be it's nice yeah. it looks visually appealing it's a little bit cleaner because it's high up and mm-hmm. you don't have to bend all the way down and i don't know yeah the idea that's the idea i was more curious as to how you are going to build them in winter uh probably in the garage gym we'll just turn it's getting a little bit cleaner now it's more put away. So I'm going to create a makeshift wood chop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> in the corner, probably. Still Your garage is going to turn into just like a hodgepodge of random things. You know, this oh, is you my, know what? Uh, my parents, I could use their garage. That's true. The, I'm watching their house, the snowbirds. I can pop on over and use just one of their bays maybe and do it there. And that would save yeah. me a lot of since they're so close. There you go. Gardner Andrew. Add it again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's exciting. That's another big thing. And we got a lot of stuff around the house we want to try to revamp and work on. Mm-hmm. Nice. Big year. Good stuff. I'm excited for your garden. Guys, if I want this garden, I'm not going to wake up one day. It's going to be March. I'm going to have this thing. So like everything else in fitness, in whatever we're doing, Once again, hey, guess what? How do you do this? I'm doing a little bit each week. Mm -hmm. I'm planning it out. I'm getting the materials that I'm going to be creating the formula of, okay, this week I need to finish off one bed. So I'm going to do an hour a day. I also, I'm taking uh, classes because I'm getting my business admin degree. I'm finishing that up. Um, So I'm putting off time. I'm roping off time in the morning to get that stuff done. So Really, my mornings, if I'm not working or by the time I get to work later in the day, since I kind of have a later start and I finish off later, it's going to be fitness, it's going to be building stuff, and it's going to be writing papers for (laughs) business admin degree. Yeah. There you go. I like it. Do the little stuff. You get to the big stuff. All right, friends. hope Hope you got something out of this podcast. If you did. Be sure to share it with somebody. Throw it up on a social media. Do us that favor if uh, we tossed you one. P10 training team, be on the lookout. I got that surprise for you that isn't really a surprise as much anymore. <laughs> and get your blueprint Get your blueprint done. Honestly, that's the challenge for the week, right? Yeah. Now, if you, if, you, if you haven't already, I mean, you can take either way. Andrew and I have formatted ours, maybe some of the same topics, some of the same evolutions, whatever the heck you want to do. But, um, I would say also write it, write it down. Cause if it's in your mind, it, you know, you can always change it in your mind, but once you write it down, it's like, it's there. You know what I say? I say, spend some time with yourself and figure out what you want and how to get there. Spend some time with yourself because sometimes that's uncomfortable. Sometimes we feel like we don't need to, or we don't want to. It's vitally important to figuring out what you want and how to get there to do that. Definitely. Definitely. All right, friends, have a good week. We're out of here. Peace.
a vacation, I feel better at work. I mean, whatever is worth, I get whatever I'm worth. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Look at my life, man, that's lessons on lessons on lessons. I treat the beat like it's a reverend. I tell the truth, like, Father, forgive me, these are all my confessions.